Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Today, we are talking to one of my favorite people I met on a cruise ship. She's dominatrix, but not just any dominatrix. She helps you get your sales in order. She specifically helps people growing downlines for network marketing, but she's just an all-around amazing person. Um, I'm super excited. I know this is going to be a fun show. This is going to be a little bit different. Welcome to Grow Your Impact Income and Influence. Jenny, we met. We were talking. We met on a cabana. You were wearing a bathing suit that looked like it belonged in a dungeon. We had a great sales conversation. You told me about how you had grown your business, how you had helped people in the MLM space, but really how you just helped women empower themselves. It was a super cool conversation. Where did this whole journey start for you? Because that's, I love your story. Where did it start for you? Oh, so it started in a classroom. <laughs> uh, I was a middle school science teacher for a number of years and then took some time off to have my first baby. And that was, oh my gosh, at this point now, 15, almost 15 years ago. And uh, I took some time off. I was gone for about two years. And when I decided to try and go back into the classroom, I was like, okay, time to go back to teaching. It was the middle of that really big bad recession that happened between 2008 and 2012. So schools did not have a lot of money and I kept getting told no over and over and over again. I think I heard like 18 or 20 no's that year. And so I thought, okay, fine universe. If not teaching, what am I supposed to do next? And literally two days later, an invitation to a direct sales jewelry event showed up in my mailbox, you know, back when you got like real mail with real invitations, you know, and I went to that event and walked out with a business and the rest is history. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know how long you want me to go on my story because I could go for days, but I mean, that's, that's where it all started was in a classroom. So. Okay. I mean, you started off as a teacher, mm -hmm. low paying, mid paying job. Like, I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. It's not the highest paying job in the world. You no. were open to doing something else. You land in an MLM meeting. I mean, some of the listeners here, I'm sure as soon as I said MLM wanted to tune out. How <laughs> one, why did you join? Two, what did you like? Were you successful with it out of the gate? Because that's you're not you're not you're not building a downline right now. You're actually teaching people leadership, and you're teaching people about how to build their team, and you're teaching people about how to do sales, which for a lot of people is really scary. How did you go from I'm going to sign up for this MLM? Most people sign up, they never do a sale in their life, right? They sit there and right. they're like, "I'll try to hold a meeting. This sucks. Let's drink wine." Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, uh, yeah. So what got me to decide to do it was. Um, I, I basically didn't see any reason not to give it a try because at that point in time, because it was the middle of that giant recession that happened back then, it was only $5 to start your business. Like that was the, the business investment, um, because your first party for this particular company, your first party would then pay for your, the, the kit. So it, you know, I was like for five bucks, I can start a business. This is a no brainer. Why is not every woman in this room walking to the front, grabbing a contract and signing the dotted line? This is stupid. I can't believe this. And 
did I succeed from the get-go? Sort of. Um, within three months of joining, and this was my first sales position. I had never had to sell anything before. My high, my high school first job was McDonald's. You don't have to sell anything there. People walk in knowing exactly what they want. So you, I never had to sell. I just showed up, took people's money, and gave them their food, right? Um, I did very well in sales and within my first three months, I think first 90 days, I was number two in sales in my organization. So successful in the sales part, the recruiting part, not so much. It took me a while to figure that piece out. But once I did, absolutely flew to the top. Um, my organization ended up hitting number one in the world for group recruiting at one of our conferences and we hit number three in the world for group sales. Um, so both of those are, you know, that's a pretty big deal. And for me, what mattered about that was that I was able to teach people how to build their team. So that's what that was about. Okay. So that's awesome. First off, you use the word teach. You yes. were a teacher. Yes. You had an A class skill set teaching. Yeah. But you were teaching science, which is like, if we're honest, probably a D opportunity when it comes to income. Yes. You Agreed. found an A-class opportunity where your skill set fit. But I want to kind of unpack that. First off, congratulations. That's an awesome, awesome success. I'm sure a lot of people listening, are have they have head trash or they have things in their head that are like, that would never happen for me. I've never heard of anyone having that kind of success. That's a one in a million. So first off, I want to point out, you said, when I rushed forward and signed on the dotted line, I was like, why aren't all these women doing it? You're a glass half full kind of person, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super positive. Super like not Pollyanna, but yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a very positive person. And I went into it going this. This can only go right. Right. Because if I if I decide I don't want to do this, because I did ask the question, what happens if I if I don't do well at this? And they said, you walk away with all the jewelry in the kit. You walk away with all the money that you made. You walk away with everything, Whatever. you know, you, you just, you don't have to keep going if you don't want to. And I was like, okay, that's a no brainer. I I'm going to potentially walk away with somewhere between a thousand and $2,000 worth of jewelry that I didn't have to pay for. <laughs> okay. For Seriously. five bucks. Uh -huh. For five bucks. I started a business for five bucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, perfect. So then let's, let's like take this within 90 days. If I'm if I if I can read my own writing within 90 days, you had one of the top, you were the top salesperson. You didn't have the top downline, but you were right. second. I was I was second in my organization. And the only person who was selling more than I was at that point in time was the gal who brought me into the business. My leader, okay. my 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 superior, my mentor, whatever you want to call. Uh everybody has a different line, uh, a different word for it. My upline is the only person who was beating me in sales. Okay, so sales was the mm -hmm. key here. You were out doing sales. You had never done sales before. We remember your McDonald's story. How were you successful? Did you follow training that they gave you? Did you go read sales books? Did you role play? All of the above. <laughs> uh, I, I participated in, my, in the training that was offered by my upline. Every time she offered it, as long as I could get there, as long as I could get childcare for my kids, which at the time was my husband, um, you know, I, I went to those trainings because I knew that I didn't know everything. And how was I going to get good at this business if I didn't 
go learn the things that this gal who had been in the industry at that point in time for, I think, 12 years and had come over from another company where she had been the number one salesperson in that entire company. I was like, no brainer, follow what she said, do what she says, you know, don't fight it. Don't push the process. Don't try and change it. Do what Mary Grace says to do. And so that's what I did. Um, and then I did a little bit of innovating from time to time when I was like, Hey, I really think it'd be fun to try this. And I would try it. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, but it gave me, now this is the science part. It gave me data going, okay, here's what works here. Here's what doesn't work. Here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. And I was able to slowly tweak my own sales process through that. But yeah, I went through a crap ton of training and, um, you know, yes, I was also then shortly after I started my business, joined BNI, a networking organization. They also have a lot of training. So I went to their training and, you know, took everything that they taught me there and, you know, removed BNI, insert Jenny's business name. If I do everything that'll make me successful in BNI in my business, that'll make me more successful in my business. So I did that. Um, and then of course I was reading books and at the time I didn't know podcasts existed because this was 2010, 2011. Yes, podcasts existed, but I didn't know what they were. I didn't like, there was no app for them at the time. I don't think you had to go find them on the interwebs and, and look for them. And, um, yeah. so yeah, I didn't Much know different. that those existed, but had I, I would have been listening to those too. <laughs> so I was watching Ted talks and all kinds of fun, like anything I could, I was a sponge to absorb as much information and say, how can I use this to make me better, to make my business better? Okay. So I have two questions. The first one, I, I was trying to figure out what order to put them in, but what would you say made you successful? Because I think there are a lot of people there. Thousands of people join every month. None of them have the success that you had. Very few, right? One out of a thousand, right. one out of two thousand. What what made you different? Because they go to trainings. People show up to the trainings. People do the things. But now you have helped hundreds, if not thousands of people build their downline. What made you different? Like looking back at it, what what made you different? Great question. And that is something actually like I have a webinar on that I teach people. This is what made me successful. Um, there is a four pillar thing. I treated my business like a business. I didn't tell people that this is my hobby. This is my side gig. This is my what? No, this is a business. I don't do this for fun. I do this to contribute to my family financially. And it also just happens to be fun. So I treat it like a business. The second thing was I was disciplined. Well, as disciplined as somebody who is neurospicy can be, but I was disciplined. I, I set up systems and processes that kept me accountable and doing the things I needed to do in order to be successful. Um, and then I followed, I was disciplined in following those systems, um, almost sometimes to a fault, <laughs> but disciplined enough. The third part was I made sure that I was doing sales and sponsoring. I was always focused on, you know, how do I get the sale? How do I sponsor? Who's the, who's the next person to my team? Who's the next person that I'm helping do the same thing I'm doing? Um, and then that went into the mentorship. I was getting mentors, not just in my industry, but also getting mentors from outside of my industry. So other business, uh, other business professionals because of my connections through BNI, but I was also then mentoring other people. I was turning around and saying, Hey, let me help you. So I was receiving mentoring, giving mentoring to make sure that I was 
always in reciprocity for that energy. And you'll notice business, discipline, sales, mentoring, BDSM. <laughs> is that, I wish, is that I wish y'all could see his face right now. Was that, that where the dom? Was that where the the sales dom came from, or was it just yep. because you were like, okay. yeah, that's where the sales dom came just, from? Was well, I mean, was me realizing word... that those are the four things that I did? Okay, and so I just it... use the word discipline a lot. I mean, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> the smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so... I don't, I don't have it with me here at my desk, but I do have a writing crop that I use as a prop here on a regular basis. Please tell me that you use it on your students <laughs> or never. Not my, um, not my coaching clients. They're too far away. <laughs> okay. Plus they didn't so, consent. You have a safety word too, right? In your business? I do. I do. I have a safe word on my podcast and it's meatloaf because I would do anything for business, but I won't do that. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> hang on. I'm going to go back. I love this. Yes. So what I heard you say a couple times in there, the very first thing was I treat my business like a business. But what I heard when you say that, if I read between the lines, is you talk to yourself differently. You didn't say, I'm going to go out and try this. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll go find another teaching job. Or I could, I can, I might be okay at this. You said, this is a business. I need the money to help support my family. And it can be fun. I, I think unfortunately right now, especially like in the last like five years, there's been this like growing thing of like, well, if it's not fun, you don't have to do it. And if it's not fun, it's not your real calling. And like, I, I kind of, I track some of the people in the woo space for sure. And I don't, I don't, I think we can make anything fun. We choose, we hold the control over whether we see something as fun or not. I went and helped my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago set up an entire meeting space and blah, blah, blah. And uh, one of my friends was like, dude, how did you do that for her? Like, that's a whole bunch of work. You just held a three-day event. I was sick. And I was like, I just made it fun. Like in my head, I was like, how can I make this fun and enjoy it? And I tend to do that with a lot of things. I'm not perfect. This show isn't about me though. It's about you. I want to know what did you tell yourself? Cause I'm sure there were moments. I know this is 15 years ago, so we might have to jump in the time machine, but <laughs> yeah. what did you, Tell yourself to like keep a positive attitude because this is a new thing and stepping out of our comfort zones is hard. What did you tell yourself to make it fun and to like keep yourself motivated and be like not in a state of need? This has to work or my life is right. going to suck, but this is my business. I'm treating it like business. I'm going to go make money. I'm going to go sell things and I'm going to be successful. Yeah. I wish I could say it was just one thing, uh, but I, I would say the, 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 biggest overarching commitment I made to myself was I was not allowed to make any decisions about the business, like for example, to leave the business on a bad day. I could not on a bad day go, that's it, I, I quit. That was the was biggest your... number one commitment. So it was, I could only decide to leave the business if I was on top because so there was what... something better. So on a bad day, what was your answer instead? What was, if I can't quit, then I have to do X. What's your, what's right. your answer? It, Go for a walk. It, I have to... Yeah, no, exactly. It was, you know, sometimes it was self-care. <laughs> sometimes it was reframe. Sometimes it was call a, call a friend and 
who was in the industry that I could bitch and moan with who wasn't going to try and talk me out of it. Um, you know, because I, I had a support circle of people who who loved the business, who loved the industry, and I knew would never try and say, well, why don't you just give up? You know, why don't, why don't you just go back to teaching? Why don't you just do this? Um, so I knew they'd support me in that decision, knowing that I wasn't allowed to make a decision, a, a negative decision on a bad day. Um, I think what also kept me going and made me successful in, in the things that I told myself was that I was doing this also to help people. You know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, jewelry, how does that help people? Well, the research I did around, you know, the benefits of women who wear jewelry, right, was literally psychologists who are working with depressed patients, depressed women, recommend that to help them get out of the depression is that every day they get up and put on lipstick and put on jewelry. Put on something what? sparkly that makes you happy. And so I knew that by going out, if this is what they recommend for depressed patients, imagine what kind of joy it could bring to women who weren't depressed. So I knew I was out there spreading joy. Every time you walk past a window or a mirror and saw your reflection, you were going to see this wonderful sparkly thing that made you so freaking happy that you put money on the table to purchase it. You know, and so I knew I was helping people in that way. And then, of course, I was also helping my team members build their own businesses. So I knew if I quit, I was letting all of those people down in addition to letting down my family. And so right. I think it was that those mindsets and those things that I was telling myself that really that really helped keep me going. And I think those are those are true for solopreneurs, whether they're in direct sales, MLM, network marketing or not, because we all have a tribe that we serve, our clients that we serve, and they're waiting for, and our potential clients are waiting for us. And if we go out of business, we've now let all those people down because they don't have us to serve them anymore. I, I, I don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> no, that's, those are, all of that is great. And I think that that is honestly like listening to you, seeing your body language and thinking about yourself. Like when I started my business, I, I did a little bit differently, but I, I was like, I have to be successful at this. I am not going back to what I did before. I know that I can help people. I know that I can figure this out. And that's what kept me going on hard days versus like, this might work. If, if you approach it like that, like, of course, it's easy to tell yourself it's okay to quit. So right. moving through your four things. I want to talk about system and process. A lot of people get bogged down in the beginning, right? They're starting to do something, whatever business it is. There's all this tech hurdles you got to overcome. There are all these internal thought processes. What is one system or process that you think every entrepreneur needs, regardless of their business? If you were, if we met in a bar mm -hmm. or in a cabana and you were wearing a bathing suit, and I was too. Yeah. What and I was like, what's one system or process I need in my business? What would it be? I the one that has made the most difference for me has been the relationship management um, system that I use um, because and I don't call it a CRM because it's not just for customers. I, I do it for I use this particular relation relationship management process and resource um like with my own family <laughs> because i don't know about you guys but i can i can get super hyper focused in my business and forget to reach out to my mom i can get super hyper focused in my business and forget to reach out to my best friend who i've known for literally 30 years 
so I put them in there as a reminder to be like, Hey, Jenny, reach Jenny. out to your mother, you know, and don't just ask her. Cause what prompted all of this was looking at my text messages to my mom. And I realized every time I instigated or initiated a conversation with her, it was always me asking her, Hey, can you watch the kids? And I was like, Oh, I don't like how that makes me feel. <laughs> That's not cool. So the, having a process for following up and following through with what you say, tracking the conversations you're having, who you're having them with, what you're talking about, um, why you want to continue to follow up with them and having all of that. For me, I don't have it automated. It, it's on me because as a coach, I am a relationship-based human being. And so I want to continue to have those conversations. There are automated processes that I use for other things. Yes. For like lead magnet, follow up and follow through. And you know, the, I do a virtual summit every year. So I have automated processes that go for that. But when it comes to the relationships in my world, those are managed by me because that's how I build and grow my business. So the CR, the non-CRM, the right. RM. Yeah, the, the relation, RM, personal relationship management tool. <laughs> just pings you on the corner and says like, on your shoulder and says like, hey, reach out to this person or you haven't talked to your mom in a week or yep. it, something. It pops up a notification on my phone and it says, hey, you said you wanted to follow up with your mom today. <laughs> Do you, you know, and so I can go in and, and quickly send her the quick te text message of why I wanted to reach out to her. So for example, a couple of weeks ago, I got the ping to reach out to my mom and it said, ask mom out to brunch. And so we went to brunch this past Sunday. Like it, it's seriously that silly, but it works because you know, I'm, I have that yeah. by not doing those things, you have that mental load sitting there, the guilt, the awful things happening. Uh, Cause you're sitting there going, Oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. And when you have something that's tracking all that for you and reminding, you can literally take it out of your head and that all of that, the em negative emotions to go with, I should be, I should be, I should be. And you stick it in the app and the app goes, Hey, go do that thing. It'll take you 10 seconds. And you go and you're done. It's great. Um, and I absolutely adore, I, I love, 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 love my system. I think that is, I think that is great. I know there are people out there that are saying, that sounds like a nightmare to set up. How do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I would tell you if you're going with, you didn't name one, but if you're going with any of the reputable ones that are out there, they have mountains of training on YouTube oh, that yeah. will walk you through how to set up whatever you are doing. And most of them come with a onboarding concierge that will help you. I yes. agree. And that's I, the one I have. I have one that has an onboarding concierge yeah. <laughs> who takes you through the process. And what's great is it's at no additional cost if you're doing like the premium level of this particular system. Like it's in the onboarding is included and it's a live person on a Zoom. They're not sending you a link to a video tutorial. Like, yeah, I, I freaking love it. So, I mean, if you want, I'll send you the link. You can put it in the show notes and people can go check it out. It's it's my personal favorite, but there's lots of them out there and the best CRM and every CRM will tell you this. The best CRM is the one you will use. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I, I have a couple different programs. One I use that I'll give away. Like, I think it's great. Um, it's called uh, to do list. It is cool. a simple, simple. So the reason that I love it, I'm holding up my phone. You can see this if 
if you're watching, it's one button, I press it, and it immediately gives me a plus sign where I can just add a note. And it just gets the crap out of my head. We've all been walking somewhere or like running around or you're on a call. So it syncs with my desktop. It syncs with my phone and syncs with. So I, what I end up with at the end of the, I usually every three days, I end up with a big list. We go in, this is how I was told to do it. And it's genius. Everything should either start with a person's name or a verb. Yes. So the person's name is a note for one of my clients, Nate, Joe, Sue, and then it's whatever about them. My assistant then takes that and puts that into a file folder. And we just go through and I bang all those out or most of them are things I need to tell them. So we she'll write an email from them. So right now, like I'm looking over, I have a guy named Tom. Tom has nine notes. So those nine notes on Wednesday will all be put in an email and emailed to him. Makes it really easy. The other one, if it starts with a verb, it's usually for me. It's right. call your mom or take out the trash or, but it starts with a verb and I know what it needs to do. Yeah, And it's the, the app is free. There is a paid version, but you don't need it, but it's just, I use that. It's really nice. Um, I also have reminders set up in Google calendar and all that stuff, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. I know there, I'm, there are so many tricks, tips, and hacks around all of that. All absolutely. Of I mean, I use all. my, I use my iPhone assistant all the time. I'm not going to say her name. Well, actually mine, yeah. I changed to the male British voice. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to have an assistant, I'm going to have, you know, basically Jarvis or <laughs> Niles yeah. from, you know, it's always a British yeah. butler. I want one of those. So <laughs> there you go. You get to have whatever you want. Exactly. It's great. So I, I, I talk to my iPhone a lot asking it to remind me to do things. And I do location-based yeah. reminders when I get home, remind me to do this. If I'm close to Walgreens, remind me to buy that. It's yep. fabulous. I love it, it really, really is. If you're listening to this and you're like, I didn't know it could do that, go search YouTube for top ways to use iPhone or Android built-in assistant because assistant, they're, they're some amazing things. All right, we're going to move on to, this is the last one. And I love that you put this in. You started mentoring people within your first month in business. And the word teach or teacher has come up a lot in this. When you start to teach somebody what you have just learned, you then, your brain will force you to implement it and you remember it in a much different way. If you ever want to learn something, the best way to learn it is to teach it. Build a webinar, build a slide deck, go teach it to your dog. It doesn't matter who you're teaching it to. It will help you. And I love that you called that out. So I was going to ask you, what? how was mentorship when you started this process? I know we're going back in time a little bit now, but how did that go for you? In terms of, well, I started the, those first three months because I did not know how to recruit. So I did not have a team to mentor. So I was being mentored at the time. Um, and just going through that with her, uh, with my, with Mary Grace, the, the gal I told you who was doing all my training. Um, and so I just, like I said, I went to all the trainings. I reached out to her when I had questions. Um, the interesting thing was because even though she had 12 years of experience in the industry, but she was, she was, she had only been with the company that she brought me on to the jewelry company for like a month. 
So she didn't know all of the company based stuff. So sometimes I was asking questions. She's like, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. And so I would call home office myself and it got to the point where everyone at home office knew Jenny Bellinger out of St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I would call and ask that, right? Because I would call and ask the questions and they loved that I was not just floundering out there. I would call and say, Hey, I need the answer to this. I can't find it on the website. How do I do this? Or what, you know, or where can I find it? You know, so that way I can teach people where to find it. Um, mm -hmm. So I would do that. But then when I, when I did start bringing on my first team members, because like I said, once I figured out how to recruit, I went from zero to five in six weeks, like had nobody. And then I had five people on my team in the next six weeks. And so because I went from zero to a hundred so freaking fast, did I get all my mentoring right? No, <laughs> I'm did a it human. Matter? Yeah, no, not really. I mean, in some cases, yeah, there were, you know, because I was learning the process of being a direct sales leader um, and mentoring myself. So yeah, it certainly, it taught me, okay, don't do this. <laughs> there were certain things I learned not to do as a direct sales leader. And there were certain things I learned that, oh, that was really effective. I'm going to keep doing that. So the, the mentoring process is one that even still to this day, I'm, I'm, revising and continuing to learn how to be a great mentor and learn how to be a great mentee. Somebody who, you know, before our, our interview started, I mentioned that I was lucky enough to have Rob Goyette sitting at my kitchen table uh, about 10 days ago, right? And for people who don't know who Rob Goyette is, he's a huge coach of coaches and he happened to be in St. Louis and he got invited to my house and he showed up. And so he sat there and mentored me for like 30 minutes no charge just we sat there and talked and for me as a mentee receiving that mentorship i turned around and implemented immediately what he taught me and what he the, the advice he gave me because i'm like i know he knows how to build coaching businesses so if he says do x y and z guess what jenny's gonna do x and then y and Z. i'm gonna get it done well that's you just laid out like going and getting it done the, I mean, there's, there are a couple, man, there's so many things, great, great things in here. I want to go back to like mentorship and getting it done in the beginning and your willingness to test. You had talked a little bit ago about like, I don't mind doing something and getting the data because it tells me whether it was good or bad and I can pivot. I think so many people get stuck in this place where they have either imposter syndrome or they're worried about somebody's going to think about them. So they, they have these ideas. My art teacher used to tell me ideas are cheap. They're worthless because if you don't do anything with them, you'll never know whether it was a good idea or a bad idea. And then you'll see somebody who had your idea that ran with it and was successful. And that's where you're like, so how did your mindset, I'm going to touch on this in relationship to both testing things and mentorship. How did you get over the hump of, I might do something wrong, both in mentorship and in your mm -hmm. business in general? Um, luckily being somebody who is neurodivergent, um, I'm used to doing things <laughs> wrong from time to time. Um, I don't attach myself to the outcome and I certainly don't let it be a reflection of who I am, right? It, it, my mistakes don't define me if I turn around and, and learn from them. Um, so I 
that's part of it. You know, it's having, having grown up in the military, we moved every two to three years. And so there was a lot of learning how to be a friend over and over and over again, like how to, how to make friends. And, and you learn a lot about people and, it, you know, just luckily I had a lot of support from my parents who did not allow those kinds of things to define who we are. Our mistakes are our mistakes. Go make it right. You know, it, everybody's going to make a mistake. What matters is how we clean up. That's, so, that is the right absolutely the right answer um i just wrote down like you're right my mistakes do not define me i've heard um i can't remember who it was i've heard it a couple different ways in a couple different places but like just because you fail at something does not mean you're a failure it means you failed at something because you took action and you're learning you're only a failure if you absolutely stop give up and quit Amen. and even then right? Like it's all about learning. Like it's a growth mindset. Carol Dweck, if you've never read that book, it's a book called Mindset. Anyone listening, you've got it loud and clear. Yeah. I, I need right. to, I need to go find that. But the other way I've heard that um, laid out there is I either win or I learn. And I can't remember who said it. It's an actual quote out there from somebody. I either win or I learn. Um, sure. And because that especially once I got that once I saw that quote somewhere and that I saw that sometime after I started my direct sales jewelry business I went mm -hmm. oh yeah that's exactly what that is that's what I've been doing and so it's a lot easier for me to go out there and go okay let's give this a shot let's let's see how this works and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't and I would look at it and go okay what about what about that made it work what about it made it not work um or how can I make it better you know, always learning and, and tweaking and getting better. So, but that also, again, like I said, it helps when you're neurodivergent because you're willing to go after the shiny object sometimes, but that can also be yeah. your kryptonite because you're going after too many shiny objects sometimes. So learning to focus and figuring out what to focus on is is a, a key thing when you're a, an entrepreneur and especially as a solopreneur. And I just recently saw a statistic that solopreneurs are 50% more likely to have, have ADHD than the general population. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that explains a lot. So did they become an entrepreneur because they had ADD or they do they have ADD because they are an entrepreneur? Like it's <laughs> Both. Very, they feed right? each other. It's, it's that yin yang thing going, they, they feed each other, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I agree, I 100% agree. So I want to go back to the leadership piece and this will we'll, we'll kind of bring it full circle because I think leadership is leadership of yourself, leadership of your those around you, leadership of your team is one of the most valuable skills that unfortunately I feel like is lacking more and more. Just talk to me a little bit about becoming a leader and like one or two lessons that you had to learn yourself and then some of the results that you saw, not just in the world around you and in your people, but also in yourself as you mastered leadership? Ooh, good question. Um, I'd have to say in terms of becoming a leader, it's, it's the first step in all of that is deciding to be a leader, deciding to be a leader for yourself, deciding to be a leader for others. Um, as, as an entrepreneur, 
you're a leader, whether you like it or not, just like you're a salesperson, whether you like it or not, because if you don't sell, your business goes nowhere and it dies. As an entrepreneur, if you don't lead your clients down the path, hello, lead, you have to lead them. You have to lead your clients in your potential clients down the path towards working with you. If you are not leading them, that's why you're losing people and you're not getting clients or customers, right? Because you're not leading. Once you decide, once you make the decision, I'm going to lead, it shifts everything. Just like you said, that that mindset shift of treating everything like a business. Once I decided this is a business, this is not a hobby thing I'm going to do on the side. The decision to lead will shift how you think about everything. It will shift how you speak about yourself and your business and how you speak to your potential clients and to the clients that you have leading them down that road. It will shift how you behave in your business and how you show up in the world, whether it's with people that you're interacting with belly to belly or on this wonderful square box online networking this way, it will shift everything you do to just decide to do it because then you go, okay, well, I don't know how to do this. Great. Go learn. <laughs> I mean, Great, go learn. You wanna, yeah. You want to learn how to be a leader. What, I mean, the name in leadership is John Maxwell. Go learn from him. He's one of my favorite. I still learn from him. I read the books. I listen to the audibles. I had, you know, I listen to him on podcasts when he does an interview. Yes, that. Okay, so I'm a big book nerd. I read a lot. Mm -hmm. I have never read John Maxwell. What should I go read? What should I start oh, with? What's the gateway God. drug? Okay. My favorite is the the five uh the five um Oh, what's it called? It's left my head now, of course, but it the exact title, but it's basically the the five five levels of leadership. Five levels of leadership because once people understand that there's different levels of leadership and then not only that, but you are at a different level of leadership with every human you interact with. And if you can quickly identify which level of leadership you are currently sitting at with somebody based on their behavior and the way they talk to you and the way they talk about you, um, you can then begin to lead better and take the next step to move yourself up to the next level of leadership with that person if you want to. Um, that shifted, that book and that idea of the five levels of leadership shifted everything in my business because I, I'm wanting to say it was maybe six or nine months after I took that first training about it that my team ended up hitting number one in the world that's awesome because i learned it with my team and was able to teach it to the leaders on my team and then they understood those things as well and i think that that's quite possibly was the tipping point to get us to number one in the world that's awesome all right so Man, I I keep thinking like I want to wrap this up, but I I keep having more questions, <laughs> more questions, more questions, more questions. So, yeah. the we've talked about leadership, we talked about systems and processes, we've talked about how you help talk to yourself, making a decision. I have seen people in the MLM space who have made a decision. They've gone. They're like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm going forward, and they think you know, six months in, eight months in, a year in, 
and they're just not having they're not having the results right sometimes it's sales sometimes it's it, they would all say it's the product you've coached hundreds if not thousands of people you've seen inside tons of organizations what's the real reason that people are struggling to find success if they've made a decision and they move forward what's the thing that's really holding them back in your opinion the stories they're telling themselves what kind of stories the story yeah the 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 stories that you know um it, let's see i would say it it's the story of you know Yes, there's that one person who's doing the five figures a month, but that's never going to be me, right? Whether they're saying that out loud, but if it's happening in their head, that's going to change how they speak about their business, the product, the opportunity that they have for people to join uh, and, and start their own business. It's going to affect all of those things. So, you know, it's the story they tell themselves about their fear. I don't want to be seen as that salesy person. I don't want to be seen as that recruiter. I don't want to be seen at like, it's the fear of appearing a different way. So even if they've decided I'm going to do this, they still have that, that story in the back of their head, or they may even be saying it out loud from time to time and not even recognizing it. And the things that we think and the things that we say are so freaking powerful that that's why things are called. That's why, that's why magic talks about spelling and like spelling words words are that powerful people it's called spelling for a reason those those two things are correlated for a freaking reason so shifting out of that mindset and learning how to speak think in ways that are actually more effective even when you've decided uh something will actually help change those those results that they're getting Okay, so I, I, this is going to seem, I agree with you 150%, like more than anything, I agree, like with what you were saying, the stories that we tell ourselves, the, the loops that we run in our head, the way we talk to ourselves, right? More than 30,000 comments a day, each person has in their head, and we become what we think about. There's no other way around it. And what people would, the, the big, when I tell somebody that, the feedback that I get is, well, I can't just change that. I need to, I need that per, I need to be that person. Then I'll talk to myself different. How do we change the story in our head? Neuroscience teacher turned sales dominatrix. Answer me this, please. Riddle me this. Yeah. How, how do we change it? There's a few different, there's a few different ways to do it. Um, the easiest, most powerful thing that somebody can do is start working with a coach whether it's me or somebody else who knows how to shift that out. And so what you're going to be looking for in terms of knowing how working with somebody who knows how to shift that is somebody who's been trained in NLP, neuro linguistic programming, uh, because they can literally work with their clients to shift the way that they think, the way that they speak and the way that they behave so that they show up moving towards their goals rather than holding themselves back by telling themselves that story. So, you know, finding somebody who can help them and hold them accountable to the new thought processes, um, you know, and 
in going through that. So I highly recommend finding somebody who has been trained in. They don't have to be a master practitioner, but they certainly should be trained in NLP um, in or if that's somebody's goal. If they recognize that what's holding them back is themselves and what they're telling themselves, that, that negative story loop, they need somebody who's trained in NLP to help make that shift. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I love that. The I think that is great. Because I mean, you can, I don't believe in affirmations, really. I mean, I think that it's helpful, but not, it's hard, right? Because if you tell yourself, I do this, I do this, I do this, and your brain says, but you don't, but you don't, but you don't, like, right. you have inner dissonance. I th- I believe in the NLP route. I think that is great. Just um, affirmations by themselves, yes. Um, and if you aren't working with a coach who knows how to write an affirmation for you, that's the difference. Because I had a coach write my affirmation for me and Mm -hmm. it has, and I've been using it since August of last year and it has massively shifted my business because it's one affirmation. I don't have to do like all of them, you know, the Stuart Smalley, I am this, I am this, I'm this, right? Yeah. yeah. No, you, you need to have one coach write you the one affirmation that you need to shift. And I'm happy to share my affirmation. I'll put it out there for the world if you want me to share it. I, I, it. I got two sides to it. I know the whole audience <laughs> wants to hear it, but I don't want them to, I don't want them to be like, well, I'm just going to use hers because I agree with you. I think that everybody should have their own, but yeah. in the, we'll put a big asterisk by it and say, don't just use this, go build no. your own. Go find somebody to help you build it. But I agree with you, just one. So what is it? What is it? Mine is, I am an accomplished, captivating, influential woman, humbly accepting massive success in my life and business now. And that's my daily, every single day contract with myself. It's not just an affirmation. It's a contract. And what is really interesting, because when I first was given that contract, I did not believe that about myself. None of it, none of it did like, that was the story I was telling myself, despite the fact that I have like a massively popular podcast in my industry, despite all these, you know, my coaching business, it wasn't growing the way it should be. And now I started saying that and the, the behaviors that started showing up because I was saying that to myself in the mirror, looking myself in the eye, as I said it every single day, um, what started happening was I signed um, eight clients in 10 weeks. Wow. When in the pre- yeah. In the previous 12 weeks, one. And the awesome. only thing that changed was my contract. So I, I started showing up differently as a more accomplished, captivating, influential woman. I love it. <sighs> yeah. So guys you you can't have that one because it's about women (laughs) (laughs) but yeah honestly finding a coach who can help you find the one that the the contract the affirmation that is perfect for you is is key in shifting that i love it all right we have covered a wide wide range of topics i know 
before we jumped on, you had said, you know, what I want to offer people who stay through and who want to learn more, I'd love to offer them a free coaching session, not a sales call. She's not going to try to sell you anything. Where do they go if they just want a little bit of help with what they're doing? Maybe they want some help working on their affirmation. Maybe they want help with sales. Maybe they want to have a conversation about MLMs, downlines, building their leadership. Absolutely. They can, I open up a few spots in my calendar every single week. Um, so some weeks are already booked. Some weeks have some openings here and there uh, for these sessions and in gratitude uh, for your listener staying through this whole time, they can go to talk with Jenny B and that's J E N N I E talk with and that will take them directly to where they can uh, pick a spot in an open slot and reserve that just for them. And I will spend 30 minutes on them, their goals and what they want to focus on for just that, that 30 minute time slot. Awesome. I love it. So you guys, that is going to be in the show notes. It's also, if you're watching this on YouTube, it is in the description. Go book on her on her calendar. I will tell you, she's super fun. I loved meeting you on the cruise. I love hanging out with you. We had a great time. I thought this podcast was amazing. You shared so much. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And I hope this was fun for you. I think it was. Oh yeah. I love this. I love anytime I can provide value for, for somebody. So if, if some, as long as one listener walked away with one nugget of this is what's going to make me and my business better. I I've done my job. This, this time was hundred percent worth it. Awesome. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. You're awesome. You're welcome to everybody else out there until next time, take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work, whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking, there are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time. Thank you.